This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. As well as the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. Blog Talk Radio. Hey you guys and welcome to the Steel Wars Live call-in show. I'm comedian Steel Saunders and do you want to know something? I do love Star Wars and for the next 90 minutes we will be taking your calls and talking Star Wars. Any topic you want to talk about, you know, it's very exciting if you're a video game person, which let's be honest, I am not. But uh, I have seen my Twitter feed filled with, with joy and dismay and joy about uh, E3 and all that's going on there. I read a comic and I liked it. We'll talk about that. That's very exciting. But it's good to be back. I am back in LA. I excuse me for the delay in transmission, but I was moving country and... That is hard, particularly when you have been hoarding in the same building for about 12 years. Dusty times, dusty times. But because I'm in LA, I'm getting a bit homesick for Australia. So this week's co-host is one of my favorite Australian guests. Now, if you don't know this guy, he had the honor which he totally ruined, of being the work experience kid on Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. And this week, he even got to show Mendo himself the Mendo t-shirt. Welcome back to the podcast from the HeyFam podcast. It is Angus Truscott. How you doing, buddy? Still, I am real good, and it's good to be back, and more importantly, it's good to be back talking Star Wars. I mean, I want to I, I transport myself to 20 years ago as a kid and tell myself that we are living in an era where there is a call-in show to just field Star Wars questions. Like, that's dream job material. That is, I would love to tell my year advisor or my jobs counts or whatever they're called at school. This is what I want to do when I grow up, and you're doing it. It's insane. It's like, it's very, very, very validating. It's cool. What an age. What an age. Yeah. Um, And you just moved. Look, I've done a bit of the same thing and I've been literally posting on several Facebook groups. Like, what do you do with years of accumulation of Star Wars merch? Like, especially, I kind of, and it's been hard enough for me who's still living in the same city moving. How are you doing? I just don't know how you do it with Intercontinental. Like, are there things you take with you always? Or are there things that you go, I'll leave that at this house at my parents or something? These are the guys that come with me always. It's just, it's so, I know that you like to display your Star Wars, uh, you know, pride, as do I. I know, you know, I have uh, several Star Wars shenanigans throughout my house. I just wonder how you did it. Like, that must have been pretty hard. It was brutal. I'd never even imagined, my, it was always a goal just to buy the apartment so I'd never have to move out. And, and just, like, that- keep it as a museum of steel Star Wars shenanigans. Well, you have to go up so many stairs to get there. It's a beautiful old apartment, but uh, many, many stairs. But what I did, all my, um, you know, my big pieces, you know, my vintage star, my vintage Millennium Falcon, the shuttle, the Adat, they are in storage. Um, okay. At a, at, a, at a family-owned storage facility. Oh, really? <laughs> like owned garage. by your family? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Do you get... Do you get proof of life photos every month? Like one of your parents holds the newspaper with a photo of them just to let you know everything's okay? I think I get a passive aggressive comment about when I'm coming to get the toys. Yeah, that, that I'm will familiar with that. that <laughs> yeah. And then I, um, I, I wrapped, me and my friend Kate wrapped all the toys I was taking over. Like all the figures, they just got put in like, you know, bags. Like I was, I was dealing, you know, vintage plastic. You know, yeah, you want to hit of this vintage plastic, Angus? It's the good oh, stuff, so buddy. It's it's the good. It's the stuff that could, you know, if the flame was within 
10 meters, you'd all be killed because of how flammable and toxic that plastic is, right? Mate, I've got some 83 uncut right here. And That's rare. That's some good shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then, but for the bigger things, say like your, your vintage Jabba the Hutt or uh, Sail Barge Skiff, we wrapped, we've got this, we had all this Christmas paper. So we wrapped it all up in Christmas paper to sort of protect it in the suitcase. And so when I got here, I, I, I had like the best mid-year Christmas ever. I was like, oh, vintage Jabba, just what I always wanted. Um, How did you know? Yeah, Luke's land speeder, just what I always owned. Mm. Thank you, me. I'm glad um, no one from customs wanted the same thing for Christmas because that would have been awkward. I was a bit concerned about that. And I did take, because the, the sort of the centerpiece, the pride of my collection is my complete set of Kenner action figures. Um, which has made uh, several appearances on social media. I'm very well aware of the, and not only the collection, but the cabinet that you'd had made with all the custom kind of Star Wars wallpaper and stuff like that itself was a work of art. That was hard to leave. That was hard to leave. But I I have got these very nice um, mid-century modern cabinets uh, now, Angus. It's a a lovely um, cherry oak colour. Ooh. The the cool thing was we bought it from this secondhand place. Uh, Lewis Senior hooked me up, paid cash Thanks, for Lewis. discount, Ooh. and um, they've got little lights at the top. And I just got some new globes last night and whacked the globes oh. in. Whew, banging! This, this is so funny. Last night I was chatting to my girlfriend. We've cleaned out this place and we're moving in all of our new stuff. And I've got this um, cabinet, glass cabinet that I've got coming. And I was like, and you know the best part. There's little lights on top. So at nighttime or when we have guests over, I'll like, you know, welcome them into the room and then say, like, behold, and boom, there comes the collection of SH figure Star Wars figures. And that will tell me how good I am. And I know that's how that's going to play out. Yeah. I have wondering what are the lights on, lights off, you know, when, when, also, when is the lights on? Yeah. Does, does it, does, is it like a magnifying glass effect? Like, will they set fire to the like very, I don't know, uh, malleable uh, plastics? I mean, it's a, it's a concern, but this is so funny. This sounds like a, um, architecture or, um, antiques roadshow podcast as opposed to Star Wars one chatting about cabinets and vintage figures. It's great. Hey, nerds are nerds, man. Nerds are nerds. While we're warming up, if you would like to call in and talk Star Wars, uh, the number is 646-668-8360. If you are streaming live, you can we see that number on the screen ahead of you. If you are Skyping in, add a plus one or set it to America to call in. But speaking of SH Figure Arts, Angus, now, yeah. uh, these are the, I guess, the Black Series equivalent in Japan, which absolutely smoke the Black Series. It's just the Japanese workmanship is... I just purr as I uh, open each box. So I've had all these figures. I've got, I've got about maybe got 12. And yeah. um, I've had them boxed up because they've been in America and I've had nowhere to put them. But now I've got this cabinet. I've slowly been opening them in Angus. Last yeah. night, oh. cracked open, buddy, buddy. I, I feel bad talking to you about this because I but don't. You know, I love it. I think I, I know what you're, you're about to say as well. I think I know. <laughs> oh my god! Speeder bike with scout truck. Oh, how is it? Just molto bene. It's got a removable, you know, at the back, you know, the old Hasbro ones or Kenner, yes. how to, to explode it, there's that little like backpack, little sleeping bag. Yes, 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 yeah. On the back of the bike, like behind the trooper, yeah? Yeah, for some reason yeah. on this, it's removable. Oh, they know that know. you've always wondered for years, those Kenny, they, they knew that you, everyone asked, what's under that? And that's the craftsmanship. That's, that's just insane. It's, it's so good. And I, I have to say, getting the, um, I was more focused on the, the bike. You know, that's the exciting bit. But Speeder Biker, he is the, the, hands down the coolest trooper. You can take your Shore Troopers and your, your Death yeah. Troopers. You know, much respect to Mendo, and we'll get to him shortly. But um, Biker Scout, the man, the man. 
I agree. Look, I think what with the original trilogy, we we obviously saw regular troopers. You had just your, your uh, snow troopers and your scout troopers. I do think scout. Besides, you know, the original is the classic. That's some cola coca shit. The cola coca, yeah, uh, Coca Cola stuff. That I guess everything is based upon variations of uh, a theme, being the stormtrooper helmet. But the scout trooper, I think, you know, it was 1983. The world was a different place to 1980, and I think that design just spoke volumes of what was on trend then. Plus, I kind of like the um, that were the first ones to kind of lose the with the full legs. It was kind of almost like a bit of a short situation, wasn't it? It was like R and R version of a stormtrooper hanging out on Endor. Yeah, I always thought that the normal stormtroopers must be jealous of them because they've got like a more, you know, free. Yeah, uh, that's what I always outfit. thought. It's like Club Med or oh no, Scarif would be Club Med uh, hands down. But this is like some Club Med uh, hanging out on a moon, little 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 uh, Ewoks everywhere. Like it's 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 like where you get rotated. I think before you you end up getting your uh you know you get to go home after serving the Empire for a while. But I, I oh, like the yeah. freeness of that outfit. Yeah, the helmet's dope too. I mean, that visor situation, um, it's just great. And then let's not forget the sweet laser pistol with the uh, oh. eyesight, which if you're um, an older fan, you would remember that the Kenner speeder bike pistol, not only did it make noise, but it had an eyesight that had a red bit of plastic making everything you looked at infrared. Well, on the and mini figure... No, no, no. Oh, like, like the, the one, life-size one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, you know, the, the role-playing one, they yeah. call them now. And then in uh, where he keeps it, down on his ankle. Gangster. Love it. That's so gangster. Um, did you also have the Death Star throne, the Emperor's throne room on the Death Star? Like, playset. Was that another item you were looking at? The figure arts? Yeah. Yeah, I have, but that has not been unboxed as yet. I thought you were going to get to that one. I was like, ooh, but that, that looks like a work of art. That's, that's some emotional scenery right there. I, I cannot wait. So um, at the moment, the cabinet is in shambles. It's just more of a storage cabinet. You know, I've got a, um, <laughs> let's, I've, I've got a couple of plush Ewoks, and then next along the cabinet is the new itty-bitty Luke Skywalker X-Wing pilot in cardboard X-Wing. Which is, I saw um, that on Instagram, on your Instagram, I think. Yeah, that is sick. And then uh, next to that, in a total different level of likeness, you've got an SH Figure Arts Luke Jedi figure. Next to that is my wedding topper, which is Han and Leia <laughs> and R2D2. It's there's no there's no continuity of what's going there on is. here. It's but the life of steel, the continuity is you. You are the glue that binds that narrative. You know. Yeah, but uh. Over the, like over, the coming weeks, curation. over the coming weeks, you'll see some true curation. And uh, I don't want to brag, but the gram is going to be lit, buddy. It's going to be I'm lit. I'm excited. Put, Hashtag I, I would, uh, design geek. If, if I was you, I would get some waterproof protection for your yeah. mobile device of choice because there's going to be a lot of drooling on that phone, buddy. A lot of drooling. I, I, I am in such a similar situation. I'm mere meters away from a shelving unit, but it is housing boxed sh figure figure arts at the moment just because i haven't got my glass cabinet with this proper display you know and it's just like again i've got um right next to those a some some collection i think i bought about 20 when i was at disneyland at the uh star tours uh, gift store last year and there, there is no glue again but i'm looking forward to laying these guys out and just laying back staring at my uh lit up glass cabinet going look how far i've come <laughs> Now, we've got so much to talk about. We haven't uh, done a show for a couple of weeks because of the move. And I've, I've got a bunch of notes. And you've got a, a very exciting encounter with Ben Mendelssohn that we will oh. get to. And uh, I would like to welcome our uh, listeners from all around the world on this very odd time. We don't normally do Sundays in LA Mondays, but you couldn't do it yesterday. And then you um, very excitedly told me that today is a public holiday in Australia. Um, it is. And, and, and judging from what I can see in West Hollywood, is it, is, is it the national gay pride holiday? Because gay pride March is absolutely killing it in West Hollywood is um, I've been short, so short that 
I feel extra long. Do you know what I'm saying? I've seen a lot of Babadooks popping up on uh, the gram, <laughs> uh, the newfound symbol of LGBTQI uh, pride, and I think that's that's very exciting. Now, I Jackie was just tell, explaining it to me. It was a movie that accidentally got put into yes. the uh, LGBT. Netflix, they accidentally classified it as a. Uh, it's, it's a low budget Australian horror film. It's you know it's it's a big cult movie. It's low budget, but one of those great horror movies where it uses the low budget to not you know to imply scary shit. And just some, you know, some intern at Netflix accidentally uh, put it down as LGBTQIA-friendly film. So the Babadook, this horrifying figure, is now a symbol for Pride Month, which I think is amazing. That is, that is inclusiveness. <laughs> there is no end to inclusiveness. No. Who knew the B um, stood for Babadook? I'm, I'm glad we know. <laughs> But actually, on the way over, and, and when I was packing up the house, I had time to uh, catch up on audiobooks. And I managed to wrap up the Empire's End, the third book in the Aftermath series by Chuck Windegg. Mm-hmm. And have, have, you, have you caught that one? Not the third one, no. But I do, I, look, I, because I know I'm not going to be able to get to these things right away, I do read summaries online. So if you're going to... You're, you're, you're welcome to touch on things that um, I'm not aware of yet. Well, I won't, you know, I'm not going to, you know, blow out the end of the book for you, Angus, but it does have just on, uh, you know, as, as part of gay pride, I had a bit of gay pride reading the book because there is a very touching moment between two men towards the end of this book that I may have gotten a little bit choked up at. It was, it was really sweet. And uh, but both because like it was a really nice moment in the book, and also for like what it means. That yeah, look how far we've come in Star Wars, you know. Yeah. Mm. So um, what I'm going to do, I, I've got someone that is on the line from Australia on their number, so I'm going to hit them up. First. Before I do that, though, I would just like to plug that this, the last Sunday of June, which is 25th at Meltdown Comics, we'll be doing a live podcast, which is very exciting at 4pm in the Nerd Melt or the Nerdist showroom out the back of one of the greatest comic book stores in the world, which... Um, Happens to be about five minutes walk down the street from my house. So uh, if you are in the LA or Southern Californian region, man, I need you to come to make this first one a success so we can have more. Don't be one of those people that says, I'll go to one of the next ones. We need to pack this one out to ensure we can get a spot there permanently because it's very competitive with all the, the people on the fringes of show business in LA, Angus, and I just want to... I think to you give... took me there, didn't you? Uh, when we were chilling in LA uh, I before did. my flight yeah. home. Yeah, I know the place, yeah, yeah. and you did some great um, viral marketing, I must say, adorning several street signs nearby with uh, Have You Seen Him and Your Snoke Theory Suck stickers. Well, you know, I can't stop that now because Ryan Johnson, he shot a photo of one of them in LA. He told me that's I mean, he shot the photo. So now I'm just... It was you. I'm out there. I'm sticking them everywhere. Yeah, great, um, great comic shop. I would seriously, if I had the money, the time, and uh, didn't have to fill out a cabinet full of Star Wars figurines, I would be there in a heartbeat. Thanks, man. And I have to give a shout out to Reed Parker, who is my Photoshop extraordinaire, because they have these giant window wraps. They've got these giant windows, it's a, and it's you know it's on sunset, so it's a it's a high traffic area. So it's this, the front of the store is like a billboard. So I thought it would be funny for him to Photoshop it so it looks like the billboards made up for the podcast. And I felt a bit guilty today. Fuck, I thought that was real. (laughs) So many people thought it was real. I thought that was real. He did such a good job. I was like, shit, we've got got budget for this show. That's great. The Patreon's pumping. That's amazing. (laughs) Oh, you shouldn't have said anything. (laughs) I couldn't. Yeah, I, I just felt bad because a lot of people are like, it's that's so rad, man. 
Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's 4 p.m. Well, I fell on, for it. 4 p.m. on the 25th, and there will be a guest announcement shortly after Ooh. I get some replies from people. But about we um, let's go find what our friends in Australia up to. Australian mobile phone, who are you and where are you calling from? Uh, Matthew from Sydney. G'day. Hey, Matthew. What's going on, my man? Uh, just going for a walk on this um, long weekend public holiday, thanks to the Queen and her birthday. Ah, yeah, it's Queen's birthday, yeah. And and for everyone around the world, we, we've got a Queen, and she has a birthday, and we have the day off on it, but because we're just near peasants, we don't get to actually have the day off on her birthday. It's it's not even near her birthday, is it? No, no, I think it's later on, but it used to be um, firecracker night. Yeah, used to be able to I remember firework firecracker night. Yeah, yes. yes. But, um, yeah, you can yeah. still buy... You can still buy a few firecrackers on the black market if you want and do it down your backyard, just quietly. Hey, it's what keep Queenie keep it. would have wanted. That's right. <laughs> I can see why it's not a thing anymore. As a nine-year-old, I uh, accidentally set my mother's hair on a light uh, during cracker night with, a, with some um, probably parentally unguided advice and set, set off the spinning wheel a little <laughs> too close. And I don't know, uh, I have kind of, very curly hair. Uh, got it from my mother. Very similar hair, and that was up in flames. Uh, for, it was almost a Michael Jackson Pepsi addict kind of situation. But luckily, she still has her curls, and uh, you know, doesn't hate firecrackers. <laughs> Just hates you. <laughs> hates me. Hates the look I get in my eyes when I'm near an open flame. Who can blame her? And what's on your mind, Matthew? Oh, look, I've, I've just been thinking all things Vendo, as you do. Um, I'll let Angus tell his story, but I've just, I've just been thinking, um, one of my predictions was to see Mendo make an appearance in, in the Han Solo movie. Um, that's kind of more of a dream than anything. But um, I was just thinking, you know, Australian actors in Star Wars, you know, comparing it to say, we've got two good actors. We've got Ben Mendelsohn and we've got Jack Thompson, but their performances were just, you know, complete ends of the spectrum, like Jack Thompson's performance was kind of I don't know maybe it was just a bit laughable to Australians but um but I was just thinking you know if you had to pick an Australian actor a really good one to appear in a Star Wars movie um who would you pick I know who I'd pick um but I want your thoughts on that what's your pick Matt well I was thinking back to um the year my voice broke so an old (laughs) very old Australian movie and I'm I'm thinking um I'm thinking Noah Taylor because he often gets um mistaken for for Mendo, and um, I don't know if you've seen that movie where Noah Tyler um, plays a young Hitler. He just absolutely smashed yeah. it. Um, he plays, yeah, Max, I think it's called. Look, but um, yeah, could, I'd love to see Noah Tyler in Star Wars. So you yeah, could, you could even play cool. on the um, the Mendelssohn lookalike factor. Younger Krennic, Krennic's exactly. younger brother, hiding in the shadows, well, yeah, uh, over, overshadowed absolutely. by yeah, overshadowed by his big brother. You know, maybe he's I don't part know. of the rebellion. I don't know if you want to go into that younger Krennic thing because if you took notice of Rogue One, younger Krennic looked older than older Krennic. Very confusing. Oh, no, no. Yeah, I mean, he had, like dark, younger he had brother, dark hair. Younger brother of uh, director Krennic. Oh, mm. right. Younger brother. Okay. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yep. No, I don't know. Noah I'd Taylor could almost... He, he looks like he could almost get the, uh, the demo... From home and away, death sticks antennas treatment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow, he could be. Yeah, that's hey, crazy. To death sticks, you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or I guess for everyone else around the world, they know him as Mouse from the Matrix. But to me, he'll always be Damo from Home and Away. Totally, Shane's best mate. R.I.P. Angel. Who would your pick to be? Still, who have you got? Ooh, I am blanking at the moment. Wait there. I've I've actually forgotten her name. Oh, she's in the Avengers and stuff. No, she's in X-Men. And she was in... Uh, oh, Rose Byrne. Rose Byrne. Rose Byrne. Rose Byrne. Rose Byrne. She's, oh, already, she's been already been, been in it. it. She's already, she's already, she's already in, in it. <laughs> we worked... Yeah, she was on episode two, buddy. Were you about yeah. to say we worked together? Well, we <laughs> actually knew her before Star Wars. She was like a friend of a family friend. We'd had some... um. 
family like big lunches together, like huge tables. So we kind of already knew each other through that. But yeah, she's in she's in episode two. But hey, you can have her back. Everyone's got twins in this galaxy. It's fine. Okay, nice, nice. But uh, yeah, so Angus did everyone did your work experience on uh, episode two. And if you are a Patreon member, I think it's episode sixteen. And you need to go listen because it's like Bart Simpson let loose on a Star Wars film. Things go wrong. Uh, Matthew, how far into the bush are you? It's like you've got your sound effects machine going with birds and it it sounds like Andor. I actually just saw saw a wallaby. Oh, wow. I'm I'm not kidding. No, I live up uh, up at Hornsby. Um, okay. So cool. Literally, my back my backyard is like bush trails, mountain bike trails, all that sort of stuff. Beautiful. And I haven't seen. Uh, yeah, it does actually sound like Endor. Yeah, seriously, it does. Sounds like you're getting some uh, some uh, bed tracks for Endor for your fan made film or something. It, it it actually sounds like you you're on Endor or in Adelaide. <laughs> yeah, Look, cool. I can't believe you guys uh, over didn't overlook this one. I'm putting it out there. Russell Crowe. I'm claiming him oh. as Australian. And then Russell no, Crowe. No, no. way. I could see him as a seasoned no. general in some uh, form of a rebellion resistance situation or some kind of disgraced former empire fat cat. He was at the IMAX preview for The Force Awakens. That's right. I remember you saying that. When showed the eight or nine minutes, he was there to, I don't know, to say, hey, hey, Harrison, I'm a movie star too, buddy. So That's great. here I am. <laughs> but his kids are big Star Wars fans, so uh, that's why uh, I guess he was Look, it's not, it's not out of the realm of um, possibility. I, I can see it happening. Yeah, I, that, that'd be a bit much for me to bear, I, I'd have to say. I, I, um, it'd be, too, it'd be too, that... too close to like your, your Jack Thompson style. I just, yeah. I, I wouldn't buy it. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, Matthew, very provocative question for the Australians out there. And um, ring back if you get bitten by a snake, and uh, we'll send help, buddy. No problem. Cheers. Thanks for thanks for the chat. See, Matt. My pleasure. Take it easy. So, Angus, there is a new Darth Vader comic book series produced that's right. by. Marvel Entertainment Corporation. And I picked the first copy uh, yesterday at Nerd Melt, supporting the establishment. And it was good. I, I, I'm very critical of the comics at times when they don't sit with my view of Star Wars. But this one takes off directly after Revenge of the Sith. And... I'm excited. I, I think we could be in for a uh, a good. You're series. into it. So this yeah. is the Charles Sewell kind of. Uh, they've, they've finished what they, they did. Twenty five issues of the first kind of series, which was set between uh, A New Hope and Empire. Now this is the second kind of number one, isn't it? They're starting again at a different era. Yeah, which I don't. I don't know. I don't know if this is a common thing. I'm not a comic book person, but. It's annoying. That's what it is. I think comics do it a lot. There's so many times they will say, hey, we're, we're, we're starting from one again. And then what they'll do years later, they'll say, we're, re- we're resuming original numbering. So now this is actually number 48. And I, I just don't know how people keep up. Well, it would make it so hard to, like, if you're trying to find copies on eBay. Or- mm. I think it's a marketing thing. I think there's nothing like, you know, we've seen enough films and uh, TV shows to know how rare a number one is and how they're sought, you know, sought after. I honestly think it's a marketing thing so people can just come in, get number one and be like, I'm here, I'm hooked from the start. I think, I think entering a series, you know, with a ex- issue 219, it's a little daunting maybe for a first timer. So I reckon that's what it is. It's like a little soft refresh every year or so to hook those uh, curious folk who might have been a little... Uh, I don't have any problem with them going to number one, but just call it something else. Mm. Darth just Vader, it, the Revenge of the Sith years, or something like that. You know, year one. Well, just call just call it Vader, or just mm. you know, just something that, or just Darth Vader, 
Jedi Purge or something like that. Just something that it's not exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, it is weird. I don't get why they've kept the title. I would honestly love it if it was called Darth Vader Year One. Like, you know, Batman Year One is the milestone Ooh. comic book, which kind of um, is a huge huge uh basis of the modern batman we know and basically the um the chris Nolan films year one that's great it is it's his first year this is like baby steps of vader I, I just don't know why they didn't go with that it would have been a baller title my one criticism for the comic mm. is it's a very dark and uh you know there's a lot of sheave he's up there spinning his Ooh. dark web toying with some emotions you know blaming anakin for the death of Padme and the like. And it ends, and I'm like, man, that's good. But there's all these other pages. And then it, they've done this twice. I think they did it in the other Vader comic. I think they did the exact thing. And then it goes into like a comical Darth Vader comic. Like Weird. A, to- a total different artist and art style. But it's like you've just seen this, you know, brooding, conflicted, charcoal stinky as all hell anakin skywalker all up in this quilted leather and then it goes off into this wacky sort of little sketch with darth vader and a mouse droid it's totally just and i think they do it to to pop the pages for the for the number one but just give us more darth vader don't give us you know this this comical version it's like a sith palate cleanser Ugh, I don't want my palate cleansed. You know. I've, um, I, what did you like about it? I haven't read it. It's sitting here. I've been um, delayed in my Marvel comics reading the Star Wars ones. I've got a bit of a backlog. What's, what, what did you like about it? Because I do know you, there is some hindrance with you and the comics. You've done a mention it on Steel Wars. You've mentioned it on Serious Issues. You, got, you know, there are some great ones, I think, and there are some not so great ones. What did you like? Because I know that you have a particular view, as you said, of certain characters, certain events. How did this comic fit in to your view, but also entertain you? Oh, what a compelling question. Mm. I, it, it, it extended the story and like the moods and the characters without trying to rewrite it. Yeah, sure. And also was, was I, the, the thing I don't like about the comics is when they don't respect the events of the movies. Like, like Luke I, meeting I think, Data before Empire, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I Separate agree. I think that's, that's done. So I sort of, uh, I, I don't like it when try to twist things that happened or they lessen the importance of those events. Mm. Like, like I, I, you know. It would be too easy. I, I don't get why like, a comic like writer Luke, would like Luke it. Luke versus Vader, Luke versus Vader in mm. the trench and they never meet again until Bespin. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like that would that. be perfect. So there, there, was a, there was too much of that stuff. It and seems too easy and like cheating almost. Like I don't get why a writer would be interested in pairing them. Like we've seen it twice on screen. Like I, I'd rather do, like if I was a writer, I'd want to do something else. Like you're not going to top the Empire meeting. Like don't try it, especially in the realm of a comic. Like you, you haven't got the music, you haven't got certain things which make it as, important as the empire meeting I, it just seems too easy like have him meet someone else it's like ugh, it's pretty boring yeah and then they had this one with luke and boba fett and luke was blinded oh, so yeah. he didn't he was blinded, know yeah, yeah. Boba fett. in ben's heart <sighs> are you serious so i did like the uh-huh. um the outcome of that scene which is one of my favorite uh scenes in any of the marvel disney canon where set tells Vader the surname and he proceeds to crush a bunch of the Star Destroyer bridge out of anger oh, with the flashback yeah, it, to him. Um, that's great. I love that. Oh, that's the thing. Like they have other bits that are just so imaginative and they add to the story. That yeah. It's just like more of that. Don't like, it should just, should just be rules where these characters can't intertwine. Because it it's seems that, so odd. You'd think the story group would be like, don't have Luke meet Vader. Like, just that's a no go. Have him meet someone. It just seems so odd. Such a mm. weird. And it's in like the first issue of Star Wars issue one, I think. It's so early on in the run. It's just bizarre. <laughs> All right, let's go to another call and we will go down to San Diego 
for our casino correspondent, Brittany. How you doing, Brittany? Hey, what's up? How are you? I am well. Is it true that you're you're making the drive up to uh, LA for the live show in a couple of weeks, buddy? I can confirm it. <laughs> oh, coming face to face with the casino queen herself. I'm thrilled. I cannot wait. So We've, also, there's a bit of travellers. Dom uh, from SF, he's going to be flying down, which is um, it's very flattering that people uh, are coming from all around. And we're going to organise, uh, I'll find a, uh, a spot just nearby that we can all go to afterwards and uh, be social. So that'll be very fun. But uh, what's news from uh, the casino? Have we had any murders lately or anything like that? Well, there was a flood the other day. A casino had a flood. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. We're doing a lot of construction right now, so I guess they like opened one of the doors and just a bunch of water just uh, flooded inside. I wasn't there, so I don't know exactly what happened, but all I know is that there was a flood, and I'm not surprised. Wow. Is your casino on the Titanic? <laughs> I, not yet. <laughs> Are you hoping hey, what someone are you doing will paint you like your French girls? <laughs> what was Wait, that, Angus? <laughs> oh, it's Brittany, what do you what do you do at the casino? I keep uh, hearing the word thrown around the media. Is it your is it your casino? Are you a, a trillionaire? <laughs> no, no, I'm just a uh, dispatcher for the slot machines there. Yeah, right. Yeah, so I'm just like the middleman. Like people call me to either if they want to like have one my text fix the machines, or people call me because um, a lot of people don't like leaving their chairs to go to the bathroom, so they just go to the bathroom while they're playing games because. Well, that might explain the flood. They think they're winning. Wow, um, is that in Vegas? No, it's in uh, San Diego. Sure, sure. Sorry, yeah, still said. Wow. Do you have any Star Wars-themed uh, machines? We do not, actually, unfortunately, I wish. Are there any? Is that something that Disney like, no, get, let's, not, let's not enter that arena, maybe? I don't no, know. I'm not sure what the status is now that they're owned by Disney, but there used to be mm. uh, Star Wars slot machines in Vegas, which, to be honest, I found very disappointing. In like what, the sense that it was encouraging people to gamble with Star Wars characters or it was just a shit slot? <laughs> no, the gambling. It's just like, you know, I feel like you've merchandised the, the films pretty well. Um, mm. Maybe just just leave that. I don't know. I just have a... Uh, gambling is... I, I'm, I'm fine with people gambling and stuff, but I don't like, I don't like the marketing of it. So, so um, Brittany, how do you feel about the, the, the rumors of a casino city in The Last Jedi? Is that, uh, is that something close to home that's got you excited? Kind of. Like, it's, it's kind of one of those things that it's interesting, but it's like, oh, cool, a casino planet. And I've been working at a casino since I was yeah. 16, so it's like, okay, cool. <laughs> that, that'd be like for you, Angus, if they had a radio station social media planet. That's that that's that's what I'm hoping the episode nine rights are going to be <laughs> really exploring now they've been freed up with a bit of time perhaps I don't know maybe raise a good tweeter or something. <laughs> now, Brittany, what's on your mind in the world of Star Wars? My mind is about Angus. Angus, how? Why did you meet Mando? Sure. What's the story? Well, um, as Steele just said, then I actually I work at a radio station in Australia, and it's um it's a big national radio station. It's quite well known. It's called uh, Triple J, and you know we we have a lot of guests all the time. It's mainly a music station. Uh, we play a lot of alternative, I guess you'd call it music. Real champions of Australian music too, but we do have a lot of big name guests that come through. The Sydney Film Festival is on at the moment which uh, happens every year. We get a bunch of, you know, films entered from around the world. It's, 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 a, it's super cool because it's winter here and I love going to the movies in the winter. Um, I usually buy a pass of like 10 or 15 tickets and you can kind of just go to any movie you want that's playing during that time. It's super great. 
And he's got a film out at the moment called Una, which I think is premiering at the festival. It's, um, so it, it's pretty dark. He plays a pedophile who's freed from prison and his former um, victim who survived uh, tracks him down, who is played wow. by Rooney Mara. So it's quite a dark film. But we had him in to talk about, uh, not that film, but just more, we found out that Mendo was in town and we're like, oh, got to get Mendo in. Like, got to get Mendo. <laughs> like, the movie, we won't talk about the movie too much, though I think obligatorily you have to. But it was more just Mendo. And we actually, um, the guys who did the show, they had him do this great thing. They, they were kind of getting at the fact that Mendo's just got a voice which is so great to listen to, but it's so sinister as well. And so they had him read... Um, I thought, I, the word gonna, I thought the word you were going to use was erotic, but anyway. Keep going. Well, look, I, I, don't, I don't think sinister and eroticism are too far, you know, they can be in the same category for sure. And they had him read, they played this eerie track in the background, kind of this kind of horror, not, not horror, but more just eerie, like a bit of a, think of like the Dirty Three or like Warren Ellis or something, just this spooky sound. And he read the lyrics to um, The Lion King's. I just can't wait to be king to prove that he could like make even the most joyous of Disney songs sound completely dark and sinister. So he did that and it was hilarious. And he like, Oh my God, proved. that was you. I was literally watching that like right before steel um, got me on the line. So that was, you. Oh, yeah. okay. That's my work. That's not me in the video. No, no, no. That's my, oh. that's people with much more important jobs than me. But uh, yeah, that was their idea. It was great. But then afterwards, um, because I knew we were filming it, and I knew he was coming in for a few weeks. So I kept asking their producer. I'm like, I've got the best, I've got a great photo planned. Can you please let me know when Mendo is confirmed? Um, a lot of people at work actually, Steele's actually been on the station a bunch. He knows the host, like he knows a bunch of them. And they're like, oh, you're going to wear the Steele's Mendo shirt. I'm like, absolutely. And kept asking, <laughs> kept asking. It was like, I knew weeks in advance and I kept checking. I just made, and they're like, wow, they must've thought I was trying to, I know I would have called extra security if someone kept asking as much as I did. I, I found it kind of insane. Finally confirmed, knew it was coming, wore the shirt that day. And so because we were filming it, I, I sort of told our video guy, like, like, look, customarily they always, the hosts, whoever had a guest on, always get a photo with the host to um, stick on social media and, you know, bragging rights, et cetera. But I was like, can you get me? And uh, I kind of just was hanging behind the scenes. And he's like, cool. Uh, did the photo with the host. Mendo was done. He was only in for about 10 minutes doing his bit. And then he's like, oh, do you, wanna, do you mind if Angus gets a photo? And Ben, ever the gentleman, saying, sure, sure, sure. Now, at this stage, he was kind of not, hadn't noticed the shirt. And then I sidled up next to him and said, thanks a lot, Ben. And uh, got this special, you know, shirt out for this very special day. And he looked down and his eyes just like doubled in size. It was like when you see someone on, um, take a hard drug in a movie. He was just kind of mesmerized and he's like, would you look at that? And then he got me to turn around and I was kind of doing a mini runway show for him. And he uh, had some mind, he had five minders with him. So he had like his agent he had actually, he looks very bronzed. I know a lot of people have commented. They were all super tall dressed in black plastic. Yeah. They were all super tall. And you couldn't understand what they were saying. Uh, but one of them, one of them was his makeup death trooper because he'd just done a TV bit in the same building earlier. So he was very bronze, very, uh, looking very, very suave. And he kind of said, oh, quickly come in. And they, they all saw the shirt. And he'd actually seen a photo of it earlier. He said, he said, I've seen a photo of this, sent it to me before. I'd never seen one in the flesh. And then his agent said, where did you get it? And I gave them the website and they said, oh, we're going to buy a bunch. Like we should all wear them as part of the uniform or something like that. <laughs> oh my God. So yes. they're all like middle-aged women and they were all frothing over it. They all took a photo over to be here. He's like, oh, get a photo of it. So they took a front and back photo. So they were loving it. Mendo loved it. And it would look, the exchange in full was only about two to three minutes, if that, between me and him. But you could tell that uh, he was very, very excited and they were loving it. So look, Phil, if you get five uh, orders of a particular shirt, so just, you know, Know, know that uh, know where they came from. Thank you, thank you, Angus, and uh, it's a good time to plug SteelWars.com <laughs> for all your Mendo garment needs. The Mendo T-shirt yeah. is in stock. Shipping. Day. He loved it. Also, what was funny? He's come to the station a few times, and we have um a bit of a waiting room area for people who are about to jump on air. We have a 
original restored Terminator 2 pinball machine. Oh, and, one of the greatest pinballs of all time, mind you. Oh, the classic, the classic. Um, and he, as soon as he came in, he, whoever grabbed him was one of the producers. Normally it's customarily, oh, you know, would you like a glass of water? Sit down here. Mendo showed up about 20 minutes earlier because he'd finished that TV bit. And the first thing he said before even answering, you know, whether you'd like some water or something, he said, where's the pinball? I remember it. Take me to the pinball machine. (laughs) And he kind of just charged through and left his little crew, his entourage behind and just played the pinball by himself for about 15 minutes. So I could, I was sitting about five meters away. I could just hear Mendo getting some multi balls and just, you know, having a real good time on T2. I was like, this is crazy. This is very cool. What a man. What a man. I think a few of our listeners cannot handle hearing <laughs> Mendo and Multiball in the same sentence. That might be uh, some white. Do what of you will, brow. fanfic. Do what you will, fanfic. <laughs> uh, but it's good. It was really good. But he should have like, walked oh. in. He should have walked in and yeah. gone. There's a pinball here. Find it. <laughs> it was. It, it's just so good. He's got a voice. It's so iconic. So like he could say anything. He could be reading you, you know, a train timetable, and it's just. It's, he's going to sound great. Well, there's only a matter of time before you hear him saying, I had a great time on the podcast, Steel. I'll come back anytime. That's... Look, it's on the radar. He's taken a photo of the shirt. He's got the back too, where it's got Steel Wars. So, you know, every, and... every, every encounter is a little bit closer to that dream. And we are pretty much neighbours now in LA. So uh, things are in the works. Things are in the works. He, he did actually write me a lovely congratulatory wedding letter, which was very sweet of him oh. through a mutual friend. So that's that amazing. Was, that's yeah. So that was very nice. It got uh, we read it out. I didn't even know we had it, but someone gave it to me at the end of our Force Awakens reactions podcast. So it was before he'd started filming Rogue One, but uh, he knew he was in it. So very exciting. Very exciting. So there you go, Brittany. There is the Mendo story. That is a very great story. 10 out of 10. I hope it didn't disappoint. He, he was, he, you know, sometimes I, the type of place I work at, like we get a lot of people like that coming in every other day and you just kind of become immune to it as well after you've been there for a while. You're like, oh, there's Dave Grohl. Oh, oh there's that. Like you're just kind of doing your job and moving mm-hmm. on. But um, for the first time in years, I freaked out. I was like, oh my God, man, like, it, was, it was great. It was, you know, Star Wars is a very special place in all of our hearts. So it was good to feel that again, just kind of be very nervous and scared knowing that Mendo is a couple meters away from you. It was, it was very cool. That's awesome. I love it. Me too. He was a gentleman. Oh, I'm glad. Well, Brittany, thanks for your call, buddy. Uh, we've got a few more to get through. I am... So looking forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks up in LA and until then, or until next week's call-in show. All right. Well, awesome. I'm so excited. So yeah, I will be wearing one of your shirts possibly, and I will rock it. Nice. (laughs) Nice. There will be a merch stand. Jacqueline is uh, very excited to be back in her position of merch girl. So she's, she's missed her role. So uh, she'll be back. She'll be back in action. So uh, if I don't talk to you, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you online, Brittany. We will we'll be in communication before then. So I don't want to. I don't want to do that thing where you know you say goodbye to someone, then you walk off in the same direction. That's like <laughs> the internet version of that. Like I'm like, I'll see you in two weeks, Brittany. It's just like there's no way I'm not going to be replying to one of Brittany's posts in the safe haven in the next two days. So uh, thank God. I, I hope I, you don't go. <laughs> I'll see you on the internet soon. All right, see ya. See you, Brittany. Nice meeting you. Nice meeting you too. Congrats on meeting Mendo. Hey, we can all do it. <laughs> You'll do it one day. The dream. I think you need a, you need a plaque or something, Genghis. Yes, yeah, is... Met Ben Mendo, uh, 2017. Blah blah blah. Yeah, I'd love that. Immeasurable power. <laughs> well, um, what we're going to do now, if it's if you're listening live, it changes nothing, but we will close out the iTunes feed 
of the Lock Call-In Show. Uh, if you're listening live, the uh, show will continue and you can still call in on 646-668-8360. But we're about to go in bonus time. So if you only way you can listen on demand is through our Patreon feed, which uh, for just $3 a month, you get... Hours and hours of bonus content, a monthly full archive of Steel Wars podcasts, and uh, you support the little podcast continuing. So we will do probably another half an hour or 45 minutes or so of bonus time. But before we do that, let's talk Hey Fam, Angus's really funny, very entertaining, I never miss pop culture uh, pod chat tell the people all about it and where they can track it down on the world wide web sure so uh me and my good friend levens we have a weekly podcast where it used to be kind of we'd have guests on and we try to figure out what the podcast was but over the last 18 months it's just literally us meeting once a week to chat about what we've done. And it's really, I think that's what people want at the end of the day. And, you know, we have some, some regulars. Steel is often, uh, you know, in the, in the Hey Fam canon, you're up there, referenced a lot, uh, you know, stayed at the Hey Fam Lodge and a, a regular contributor. But uh, yeah, we just chat about, you know, anything from how bad the DC movies are this week to uh, what is, why people are still buying Blu-rays and why we are too. And it's just, you know, we're, we're as bad as each other. We, uh, impulse buyers we love chatting about the dumb shit we've bought the comics we love the video games we love and yeah it's real fun you can uh find that on facebook under hey fam podcast uh i've also got another podcast called the green light boys i do that with a comedian called scott dooley and we pitch a fake movie once a week and we took about a year and a half off just because there's only so many shitty movies you can pitch but we're back and yeah, you can find that online too at Greenlight Boys uh, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. Hmm. And having covering, we'll sizzle a few things uh, for the bonus time. Have you been following the E3 Star Wars announcements? I know you guys talk a lot of Nintendo on the podcast, but uh, have you been following oh, the Battlefront 2? Indeed, I have. I'm uh, a meter away from my Battlefront 1, which, look, admittedly has a bit of dust on it. And I'm, after seeing what I've seen of Battlefront 2, uh, there will not be as much dust on it because I am very excited. I've watched about an hour or so of uh, gameplay footage that's been uploaded. All right, that's, uh, let's just hold it there, buddy. Let's hold it there. That's the sizzle. That's the sizzle. Sizzle, let's sizzle, just, sizzle. I could, I could How's that see... sizzle? I could see like 10 minutes of uh, excitement about to blow out of your mouth hole. So I'd have to call it there. Uh, our live call-in show will return to its usual time of Friday nights for America, Saturday morning to midday-ish time in Australia next week. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, make sure you check out the Hey Fam podcast. It is super fun. And as we go off into the bonus section, I say to you, may that force be with you. Alrighty, Angus, we are in bonus time. We have got a listener on Skype standing by. If you are a Skype person on hold, who are you and where are you calling from? Hello? Hey, is this Jacob? Yes, it is. What's up? <laughs> Yo, Jacob. Not much, mate. This is uh, Jacob from Sydney, so... you. you you and Angus might be just talking to each other from next door. Who knows? Wow. But uh, mm. what's on your mind in the world of Star Wars today, buddy? Well, what I've been thinking about for a few weeks, since there's a few, you know, Star Wars standalone films, uh, I thought there might be, since, you know, Episode Nine, the trilogies are kind of getting boring, 
So maybe we could start just having Star Wars spin-off films. What did you just say was getting boring? (laughs) (laughs) Not Star Wars is getting boring. More like like three episodes in a trilogy. Like if we just keep bringing new characters in and it keeps going, like it kind of gets, I don't know, you sort of just... Jacob, Jacob, Jacob. I went 15 years or so without one of these new movies, buddy. This is the most exciting time ever to be alive. Quench it. Enjoy it. What, what, what sort of what, what, what spin-off movies? It sounds like you've got a pitch sitting inside of yourself, Jacob. What, what spin-off films would you like to pitch today? The main two I really want to see first. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that super fun live call-in show with Angus Truscott, my buddy, in Sydney, Australia, and some great calls. If you were a Patreon Content Club member, which is just $3 a month, helps support the podcast, continue production, you'd also be enjoying another 45 minutes of bonus time with more calls, more chat, We get uh, one of our favorite callers, Jacob from Sydney. Little Jacob calls in with some movie pictures, some Star Wars standalone movie pictures, and also shuts me down, which many listeners found quite fun. Uh, We talk Battlefront 2. We get uh, a bit more Mendo talk. Uh, We talk about Ray's lightsaber, custom-built lightsabers, Uh, Battlefront, uh, the Vanity Fair covers, and we also get, this is the thing, this is how I met Angus, he did work experience on Star Wars Episode 2 in Sydney, and uh, if you're a Patreon member, you have to go listen to the live episode we recorded with Angus going through his time on set, it is amazing, but we get another memory of Angus's, a very um, interesting tale about what Jar Jar Binks could have been up to in Attack of the Clones, a total different version of Jar Jar that was recorded and Angus was on set to witness. So that is some very exciting sizzle if you wanted to sign up for the $3 tier. Plus, you get all the bonus shows, all the uh, back content, the uh, the full-length episodes of the uh, the podcast, and all the Q&As. I've been doing weekly Q&As, been doing the bonus shows with Jason Ward. So there's a lot of gear there. And uh, we appreciate all the supporters. If you are in LA, please come to our live show on the 25th of June, 4pm at the Nerd Melt Showroom at Meltdown Comics on Sunset Boulevard. It is going to be so exciting. And our next call-in show will be... It's a special time for English listeners because our guest will be from London. It's Jamie Stangram. From These Are the Actors You're Looking For, the excellent YouTube series where he uh, finds Star Wars actors to chat to, and he's got a new project that he's going to be talking about, and we'll be talking about all the Star Wars news of the week. And the dates for this, if you are in America, it is uh, East Coast time, it is Saturday at 4 p.m., Saturday the 17th. Um, and in LA, it is 1 p.m. West Coast time, so 3 p.m. Central. And if you're in Australia, that is a tough one. That's going to be 6 a.m. on the East Coast and in London. So all our London listeners, 9 p.m. Saturday night. And I apologize if there is a truck going past that is very loud. Get off my beautiful street. But uh, yeah, so it'll be a good chance for any London or European listeners to call in and chat Star Wars with us. That'll be this Saturday. 
or very early Sunday if you are in Australia. But you've had a pretty good Australia. You've had it pretty good. And we'll be back to our normal time the week after. Thank you guys so much. And may that force be with you.